Solutions. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my first story today is random local news. This is from CBS News. And the headline is, Authorities are investigating another jetpack sighting at the Los Angeles area. Jetpack man. The jetpack man has been sighted again. (laughs) And this time there's a video. There's a video of the jetpack man. There's actual evidence of it. Yes. Okay. So, as you can tell, I'm very excited about this. And if you are listening now and you haven't listened to our prior episodes, we've talked about this before. And I'm very intrigued by this mystery. (laughs) Personally. Alex is personally trying to to solve the mystery. (laughs) With no tools or means to do so. Yeah, you, yeah. Can't, you can't see it, but we've got like a big cork board right next to us with a bunch of red yarn <laughs> connecting all of the, all these different pictures of things like, could that be Jetpack Man? Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's a shadowy picture of a Jetpack Man in the woods. Mm-hmm. And um, she hasn't a picture of the LAX heard about airport. It. Yeah. Uh, like you said, red yarn, yeah. thumbtacks. Oh, a yeah. ton of red yarn. You got to yeah. have that red yarn. So... Sling Pilot Academy, a flight school based in Torrance, has posted footage on Instagram of the possible jetpack spotted off the coast of the Palos Verdes Peninsula, a CBS Los Angeles reports. According to the Flight Academy, the jetpack was flying at approximately 3,000 feet in the air. That's pretty high. Which is very high. Also, possible is an interesting word choice. So, Like, what else? What else yeah, do they think because there's be? some conjecture that it could be like a drone device that makes it look like it's a jetpack, oh, but it's like actually a, like like a mannequin on a drone. Yes, exactly. Which that I have that be... later in my notes as oh, the yeah. two options. Yes, <laughs> that would actually I will... be pretty funny. <laughs> okay, I can skip ahead to that, but basically I looked up what jetpack experts are saying about this, and they still say that it's they don't think it's a real person with a jetpack. Um, not that it's not possible for it to be a person with a jetpack, but they just don't think that that's what it is. And here's why, because the current jetpack technology doesn't, you can't go that high and also get back down to the ground safely with the amount of fuel that they have, Mm -hmm. which I think we've talked about before, but like, that's not, the current technology doesn't let you do that. But they did say technically you could go up that high and fly around for a little bit and then just parachute back to the ground and get Mm -hmm. back down safely. Okay. So technically that is possible, although no one has seen any parachutes, so they don't think, and they think that, you know, that would be kind of more visible. Right, and also, so so when people are seeing this thing, do they just like, oh, that's weird, let's videotape it for a little bit and then stop watching, yeah. like not go towards it <laughs> or find like, out what's going yeah, on? Maybe it goes away and they I, can't see it anymore? Follow like, I don't it. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that... It seems like a pretty easy mystery to solve. I'm assuming that... <laughs> The Flight Academy people, like, it's, I think they were, like, filming it from a stationary vantage point. Like, they weren't, like, in a plane or something. Like, they couldn't just follow it. Still, but I like think. they have cars or something, right? Like, I... It was over the water, actually, in that one, that video. It made it look like the guy was flying over the water. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't okay. exactly know how to answer your question, I but I'm, like, I, feel I feel like there's like... a way for them to have <laughs> gone towards this or, like, I don't know, somehow... <laughs> followed up like wait until it fell when it happened (laughs) when it happened last time it was seen by the pilot two pilots of Mm -hmm. commercial airplanes so it's not like they could just be like wait i'm gonna veer off and like follow this that one i understood those ones that i understood yeah for sure this though 
This, the, yeah, you like, think like these people at this airline academy could have just been like, "Quick, somebody jump in that plane were, and then right. go follow or, it," or, or like jump in a boat, in or a something. boat, I don't or know, a car or something. Yeah, or just yeah, watch maybe. it, like continue yeah, watching. No, like it they until were videoing it, like what happened at the end? Did they lose sight of it? I actually don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, I don't know that because that video, would solve that would solve the mystery of like, oh, is it a parachute? Like then we would like at least know that. Yeah, because there's there's actually only three options right now of what it could be. It could either be. Somebody that's flying up in a jetpack and has no way to get down safely, which uh-huh. is the least likely option. Right. It's somebody flying up there in a jetpack and then parachuting down, and somehow no, just no one is seeing the parachute part. Right. Or it's a drone with a mannequin. Yeah. Or somebody has secretly developed advanced jetpack technology without anyone's knowledge. Or that. Yes, you're right. That's a fourth and then option. Just flying around. Or, or. it's an alien. Or it's someone from the future. Yes. It could be any of those things. It could be any of those. Just the probability of, of each day or, or all of them. It a, could race, be a race of aliens from the future that are mannequins with a drone. That are mannequins with a drone but also have advanced jetpack technology. Yes. It's all possible. Just have to believe. So I'm jumping around a little bit. But basically just the only other thing I had was just that the FAA supposedly is investigating this. But they have not come to. They don't know what it is yet. They yeah. haven't been able to find this guy. Or yeah, it's what a shame it was. they weren't there, so they could have, you know, continued rolling footage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so frustrating. To me. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll we'll see. I'm like, I don't know how they're gonna like figure out who this was. Like after the like, you have to be there when it happens. I think. Like, yeah, I guess we just have to wait for this person to like be too sure of themselves and like make it more and more obvious like yeah. start flying through like a city or something or someone yeah or someone's just gonna come out with like it was me the whole time yeah I don't... buy my new jetpack product that might happen okay and then it was a all publicity stunt and then we'll all buy the new jetpack and we'll all have fun if we might around and probably crash into each other there'll be a lot of horrible accidents actually anyway anyway yeah i'm just i just want to know i just want to know what's going on like it's just the the I not knowing is just what gets me so yeah my first story is food news. This is from people.com. Your first your your, your main source for people. <laughs> the headline reads, Duncan adds extra charged coffee with 20% more caffeine to its menu. Ooh. <laughs> I was wondering if you would be intrigued by this. I am. Uh, so Duncan is ringing in the new year with their extra charged coffee, which is 20% more caffeine than our average cup of coffee, which I just said in the headline. Instead of being made with an extra <laughs> shot of espresso, the additional caffeine comes from green coffee extract, meaning the caffeine is extracted from the coffee bean itself before it goes through the roasting process. Apparently that's a thing they can do. What? No one does that. Okay. Yeah. I wonder why they do it that way. Instead of espresso? I'm not sure. Huh. Um, it sounds cool. At least gives them a cool uh, thing to say that they're doing, I guess. Uh, it's available yeah. hot, hot or iced, and it's it's available now at participating Duncan locations for only $2 through January 26th, 2021. So if you, if you want to try some extra caffeinated coffee. So, wait, okay, so it's like they, they just put that in the cup of coffee, or they... I guess. Interesting. I don't drink coffee either, so I'm just like, no. <laughs> I, I assume they're not just making this all up. I have no knowledge of coffee or how it's made or anything about it, really. Um, 
Can I tell a funny story about you to the listeners? Absolutely. So one time I had a cup of coffee and I don't remember where we were, but I had this cup of coffee and there was like coffee grounds were in it, like got in the bottom and I like drank the bottom of my cup and I got a mouthful of coffee grounds and I like just made this face like, oh, like, cause you know, if you're a coffee drinker, just like one of those things just happens to you once in a blue moon, I don't know, <laughs> once in a while. And Anthony was with me. And I was like, what? And I'm like making his face. And I and he was like, what's wrong? And I like showed him like my cup, like the, there were all coffee grounds in it. And I forgot that like he didn't, he wouldn't understand that because he doesn't drink <laughs> coffee. And so he was like, he was like, what? Like, what is it? And I was kind it's, of laughing because I'm just like, oh yeah, you don't realize that like it's, this isn't supposed to happen. It's like a language that I don't speak where just somebody like shows me something related to coffee. I'm just like, I'm sorry. I, I'm not from your country. I don't, I don't understand. But yeah, it's like if you don't drink coffee, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that. Right. It was just a funny moment. Um, they're also just added to this that they're adding two new, two unique blends to their coffee collection, which are also available now nationwide. Uh, Duncan Midnight Ooh. and the Explorer Batch, Ooh. which are both intriguing names. Duncan yeah. Midnight just sounds like it's a it's a very dark roast, um, featuring a smooth, full bodied flavor that finishes with hints of cocoa. That sounds. And nice. I don't know what a lot of this. I mean, I don't know what a lot of this means. I know what cocoa means, um, but I don't know what it means to be like a dark roast. Uh, <laughs> Would you like to know? Because I could go into that. No, I want to. I want to. <laughs> I want it to be a mystery forever. I'm going to make my own red yarn wall. <laughs> just, just a piece of yarn between the words dark and roast. <laughs> and question have, marks and all there's, around. There's a picture of a coffee bean and it just says dark roast and a question mark. Green coffee extract written and hastily scrawled like near the bottom of it. Um, <laughs> what does it mean, Alex? It's just a it's just a flavor thing. It's like when they coffee beans, they harvest them, they they cook them, they roast them, and that's supposed to like release the flavors of the coffee that you actually get. And then they and then it's ground, and then that is put in the water to brew to actually get the coffee. Okay. So so does dark just means they like cook it longer? Yeah, or? exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so like it's burned. It just means it's like basically. But I don't like super dark roast stuff. But okay. Well, it, if yeah. you do now, there's Dunkin' Midnight. Okay, okay, <laughs> the, okay. The other one was the Explorer Batch, which is a part of their new limited batch series. This first installment features a medium roast with robust notes of dark berries and a smoky finish. Ooh. It's not very wine-like in their descriptions, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. Which is something <laughs> I am one much more familiar with. Um, <laughs> the batch includes coffee beans from Colombia, Ethiopia, Guatemala, and Sumatra, and will only be available for a limited time, and they're going to have more unique blends introduced throughout the year in this limited batch series. Okay, side note. Uh-huh. This is clearly part of the larger strategy of Duncan as a brand because remember mm. when they changed their name, mm-hmm. they were saying like, oh, well, they want to focus on their beverages now yeah. they, and instead of on the donuts right? because they feel like that's where people are, that's what people buy and what people love of, of their thing. I do think their coffee is really good. And now they're introducing all these like fancy, mm-hmm. they're trying to be like Starbucks or something. They're, yeah. Oh, they're absolutely trying to compete with Starbucks. No question. But uh, yeah. Will they be successful? I, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I have no idea. And it won't be because of I me. Know. I would try it. I would try the new drinks there. All right. Mm-hmm. 
This could actually have been a bunch of different categories. Um, it is about the new KFC console. The oh, headline is, KFC reveals its next-gen video game console, and oh. it's as weird as you'd expect. This is a story from Forbes. What is going on at KFC <laughs> recently? <laughs> Wait, recently? What else did they do recently? That Lifetime movie. Did you not see that? No. They Tell did me. like a 15-minute like mini-movie with Lifetime starring Mario Lopez as like Colonel Sanders. but like I did not see this. I don't know if it's like an origin story or something. I could not care less. <laughs> but they're just... Doing I don't know. They've just, just they just were like, here, marketing department, here is just a pile of money. <laughs> I don't care what you do with it as long as you don't just burn it. Well, do you remember last year around the holidays they did that like They did the log, log which thing? they brought back this year too. Oh, okay. Yeah. The thirteen herbs and spices you will yes. log. Which is just <laughs> That was a creative idea. Why don't they I spend more money on making their food better? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe they are, and they're also doing these funny marketing stunts. Yeah. This isn't even a st- This is not a stunt. They made a console. Oh, I know. It's actually real. Like, it's a gimmick. <laughs> it's maybe not a stunt, but it is definitely a gimmick. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this article actually talks about the specs of this console, uh-huh. even though you can't buy it yet, and we don't know how much it's going to cost. Yeah. It's real. Um, they did it with... In partnership with PC maker Cooler Master, which I had never heard of. I, I've heard of them. Um, and the opinion of the person that wrote this article is that this is, it's basically like a custom PC build. More right, than it, like it sounds console. like a like a high-end PC, essentially, yeah. which makes me think it's going to be pretty expensive. <laughs> Probably. So it'll be capable of running games at 4K. Uh-huh. You can swap out GPUs, which you can't do with consoles, but you can't do with PCs. Right. Um, it's going to come with two terabytes of storage and, um, you can do VR on it, I guess. And it supports ray tracing. Okay. So like the graphics supposedly are going to be pretty good. Yeah. It sounds like essentially on par with like but the, it's a the high most end recent computer. Like, right? Yeah. First, most recent consoles. So. Um, and then of course the biggest and most important thing you need to know about the KFC console. I know it's coming. Is that... It will keep your chicken warm. It does this via its cooling system, which redirects heat to a chicken chamber within the console. Um, Forbes does not recommend using this chamber for chicken, however, or for any other edible goods, especially ones with crumbly breading. (laughs) So KFC chicken. (laughs) Yeah, um, because why would you do that? And that's just weird. Like, storing food in a computer yeah. is just strange. It seems like you're asking for trouble, too. It's just, like, having something greasy in there and, like, that close to you. I mean, it's obviously not, like, indirect contact with any of the components, yeah, but it but just seems like still, such a terrible it's like, ugh. Terrible idea. like, take that thing on, like, wash wash it and stuff? Then right. you can insert it back into your console? And, like, what console? are you, are you, like, are you are eating you it while you're gaming? Like, are you, yeah, are you, like, who, eating who chicken while you're gaming? gaming right next to their console? Like, there's yeah, so many... That- so many issues. That's like, what are you sitting? What are you like this? sitting with your console like right like on your Maybe lap? Maybe you have to like with, have like, chicken a in friend it. or somebody who's like also eating chicken while you're playing the game. You have to have your fr- you you're playing your game. Your friend has the console in their lap eating chicken. And presumably the warming only works while playing because it's based on well, like yeah the because that's cooling how cooling from the yeah you would th- yeah because the the heat from the performance of the machine is what's heating the 
And then you can't the even food. use that drawer as just like regular storage because everything in it's going to get hot while yeah. you're playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's just a terrible <laughs> idea. You can't even be like, oh, I'm not going to put food in here. I'm going to put like these extra controllers in it. Or right? Something. It's like, oh no, they melted <laughs> because this is my chicken Maybe chamber. You can... <laughs> I hate this idea so much. It's so ridiculous. It just makes no. It just makes no practical sense at no. all. Um, I mean, yeah, now I feel like there's a challenge of thinking of like a useful, a a use for this. Like what if you put like an essential oil diffuser in it or something that had to be hot? Why does that even have to be hot though? You just light a wick, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe never mind. What if you put like a pair of gloves in there? Oh. Warm them up. Warm gloves. And then like when you're done gaming, you can go outside and have a snowball. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm just trying to justify this. <laughs> I like that idea, like hand warmers yeah. in the machine. And when you're done playing, you can like put them in and go outside. Or Seems semi-practical. You just have warm Not worth probably gloves. the thousands of dollars this will presumably cost. Unless they're selling it at a loss like the console manufacturers do. But I just can't see that happening. What games are going to run on this? If it's just, I guess, PC It'll just, games. Yeah, then, PC right? games, presumably. If there's if there's exclusives for this console, then I just <laughs> they're gonna make like a KFC chicken platformer where you like jump on stuff and like collect chicken legs. Go for it! I'm not buying your, <laughs> not buying your console. <laughs> I just How don't, many of I these don't even do you think underst- they'll sell? Uh, too many. If they sell one, it's too many. I, think I just don't understand even like, the marketing aspect of this. It's like, who sees this and is like, now I'm going to have KMC? Like, this, I guess it's got us talking about it. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's really all. Is it one of those things like any, any, any publicity, any publicity is good? Is good publicity. But yeah, I couldn't, I, I knew what it was, then I couldn't think of it. <laughs> that. That, Maybe that phrase it's that. needs more publicity, apparently. That phrase yeah, I, is what this is. I don't know. And you know people are going to buy it. Oh, of course. You know, will it offset their, the cost of designing this thing? Probably not. No, but. but humanity continues to disappoint, and this will be no exception, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, if somebody can just think of a good use of, for the chicken chamber, other than food. Or gloves. I will listen. Or gloves, yeah. I'm still pretty proud of gloves. Or socks, honestly. Anyway. Socks! Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, while you're playing games, you can just keep switching out warm socks. In and out of that thing. And then your socks will be warm. God, I desperately want to see somebody do that. It'd be so comfy. Oh, yeah. My next story is animal news. This is from the New York Times. A new population of blue whales was discovered hiding in the Indian Ocean. Oh. They found some extra blue whales. Some Some spares. Some spares in case we need to replace one. Yeah. Some spare blues. As they, as scientists say, ah, yes, some spare blues have shown up in the Indian Ocean. Uh, weighing up to 380,000 pounds oh, wow. and stretching some 100 feet long, the blue whale, the largest creature to have ever lived on Earth, might at first seem difficult to miss. Fair. But a previously unknown population of the animals has been lurking in the Indian Ocean, new research suggests. Uh, the group of whales was originally, was described in a paper published last week in the journal Endangered Species Research, hmm. and has its own signature song, a slow, bellowing ballad that's distinct from any other whale song ever described. 
It joins only a dozen or so other blue whale songs that have been documented, each the calling card of a unique population. So apparently not only do different like species of whales have different songs, but different populations of like different species of whales have different songs. And this is the first time they ever heard this blue whale song. Oh, they have their own dialects. Pretty much, yeah. Like, That's so cool. It's like southern whales. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> I'm a whale. That's what. <laughs> that's what they sound like in up, whale language. If you speed up the sound really fast, that's what they're saying. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Dr. Salvatore Churchio and his colleagues first tuned into the whale's newfound song while in scientific pursuit of a pod of Omura's whales off the coast of Madagascar several years ago. After hearing the whales via a recorder planted on the coastal shelf, the researchers decided to drop their instruments into deeper water in the hopes of hearing more. Uh, by 2018, the team had picked up on several more instances of the new whale's recognizable song. Partnerships with other researchers soon revealed that the distinctive calls had been detected at another recording outpost off the coast of Oman in the Arabian Sea, as well as near Australia in the central Indian Ocean near the uh, Chagos archipelago. So they heard these this pod of whales in Madagascar, Oman, and Australia. So they're really wow. traveling around. Um so data amassed from the three sites, each separated by uh, hundreds or thousands of miles, painted a rough portrait of a pod of whales wandering around the northwest Indian Ocean and beyond. Um, and they also just said not much is known about blue whale songs, although most researchers think that they help males woo their mates, like many closely related species. Of course, it's all for... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the purpose that's, of any display, yeah. right? So... The purpose of anything. <laughs> but or maybe they just like singing. Maybe it just yeah. they just like to hear a tune. They're just musical animals. Yeah. But it's probably the mating thing. <laughs> it's not very pretty. But it's just like two notes. And apparently this was sped up 20 times so that we could hear it better. Oh. Um, but yeah, so imagine that, but way slower. It's just two notes. It's just two notes, but hey. Okay, well, it's, it's that works for unique. them? Yeah. Gets all, That's cool. Gets the point across for them, I guess. That's cool that they have it online, like the, the recording of it sped yeah. up so you can actually I love, hear it. I love when they share that kind of thing. Yeah, same. Okay, my next story is science news. This is from ScienceDaily.com. And the headline is, Music-induced emotions can be predicted from brain scans. They know how to tell what you're feeling when you're listening to music now. Okay. From a brain scan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not just from looking at your face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you're crying. Are you sad? <laughs> they didn't really talk about the applications of this, but I thought it was cool anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't mean to like immediately shoot it down. I was like, but wait a second. Can't like, you just tell by asking that? them? Or? Can't you just ask the person? <laughs> <laughs> Researchers at the University of Turku have discovered what type of neural mechanisms are the basis for emotional responses to music, specifically. 102 research subjects were scanned with functional MRI while they listened to emotional music. The researchers then used a machine learning algorithm to map which brain regions were activated by different music-induced emotions. Based on the activation of the auditory and motor cortex, they were able to accurately predict 
whether the research subject was listening to happy or sad music. Like they basically mapped the patterns and then their algorithm was able to just look at the brain activity and be like, oh, this is happy or sad. Okay. So basically, and that just proves that like there is like a pattern there. Mm -hmm. Um, So the researchers also discovered which brain regions are activated when the participants watched videos that evoked strong emotions and they actually tested whether those were the same regions activated by the emotional music. And interestingly, the results showed that it actually was a little bit different. Like there were different parts of the brain like activating for your emotions when you were watching a film or a video versus just listening to music and feeling that same emotion. So like your auditory emotions are different than your visual emotions. Yes, that's what it suggested at least their <laughs> results right. it, the article says that the results suggested that you know i yeah. don't know for sure but mm-hmm. yeah and the researchers said they think that might be due to the fact that films can more realistically like convey real life events and evoke emotions like in a different way like almost like you're actually experiencing something versus like right you know auditory is just different <laughs> than that <laughs> so they're just thinking that it's just that's why but um yeah yeah, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting finding too. That that they're is, like, oh, yeah. like when you feel sad from music versus feeling sad watching a movie, that's actually like different parts of your brain are being activated. Yeah, and I'm trying to think like, do I feel different when I watch something sad versus when I listen to something sad? And I don't know if it if it's something that I can distinguish. But I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I hadn't thought about it like that, but maybe I feel like I get more. I think I feel emotions more strongly. When I see when something. I see things, yeah, yeah, versus like listening to like a sad song or something. That is true. That's true for me too. And yeah, maybe it's just activating more parts of the. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't it's know, just obviously. like a more activation versus. Yeah. Like they said, it's like different, but it could just be like more. Presumably, when you're consuming something like visually, you're also listening to it too. So I just wonder if it's just like there's like a cumulative effect there of just like I'm hearing and seeing something sad. That's a really good point too, because a lot of movies, the music really affects how you Mm -hmm. feel also. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's part of it. So it's probably a combo. Yeah. Did they have them watch (laughs) films with no score and then see what that Ah, did? I bet they didn't. Yeah. Hmm. This this necessitates further research. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony and I were both making funny like we hand both, motions, yeah, and stroking our facial, chins. Yes. And, yeah, which does not really come across. <laughs> you so. can't see it, but anyway, yeah, cool neural research. Interesting. Love the brain. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> My next story is technology news. This is from CNN, and I don't. Technology is stretching it, maybe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but 190,000 ceiling fans recalled because blades detach and fly off. I'm face palming right now. <laughs> the one thing a ceiling fan is. You had one to job. Do. <laughs> That's why I'm like, it's barely technology. It's like. <laughs> It's like a rotor. That's it. It's a simple machine. You had one job. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so, 
King of Fans, a Fort Lauderdale, Florida-based company that makes the 54-inch Mara ceiling fans, announced the recall on Wednesday after receiving 47 reports of blades detaching, according to a statement from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. Um, (laughs) I can laugh because nobody was seriously injured. Yeah, that's good. I was about Um, to ask that. But two of those blades did indicate that a detached fan blade hit somebody. Um, But presumably they're fine. They're just a little shocked, I'm sure. Um, And then four of the reports said a blade caused property damage, which would make sense because it's a fan blade hurtling through the air. Yeah. Uh, Just the visual of this. I can't get it out of my head. Of just the ceiling fan spinning and then just the blade is like... Just fly. It's I don't know. Maybe it's only funny to me. <laughs> no, it's fu- it's funny. It's funny because it's like you would just never expect a ceiling fan to do that because it's just so elementary. It's like that's something that would happen in like a skit about like I don't know, like a clowning skit oh, about yeah. just like things falling apart or right. something. You know, I can like, see like an SNL sketch about. Like, People at a bar where the ceiling fan blades just keep flying off. Yeah, or like some, it's just it's just kind good, of absurd a little bit something. like that. <laughs> the, the the commission instructed consumers who have purchased these items to immediately stop using them, which is probably good advice. Yes. Uh, King of Fans, which I don't know if you get that title anymore, uh, said the ceiling fan malfunctions were caused by an isolated manufacturing defect with the assembly of the blades of the fan blades locking clip to the fl- the fan flywheel. Uh, one of the two screws retaining the locking clip is not adequately secured to the flywheel. If this occurs, the blade may detach from the fan during use, posing an injury hazard. All of that a fancy way to say, like, the screws holding this thing together are loose. <laughs> That's not good. It's not good. That's bad. Uh, the, CS, the CPSC said the recalled ceiling fans cost about $150 and were sold exclusively at Home Depot stores across the U.S. Hmm. and on the company's website from April 2020 through October 2020. So, if you it's just a 2020 thing, okay? Hanging, yep, <laughs> from a Florida-based company. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you if you bought one of these fans, the 54-inch Mara ceiling fans, that's M-A-R-A. Uh, Maybe double check that it's not nothing's coming loose. If you notice anything wiggling, maybe stop using it. Yeah. Apparently, you can also contact the company and they'll like give you a new fan. So I don't know that if you want. Good, yes. I don't know it's if good. you want I a replacement company, yeah. from them. No, I'm sure they've learned their lesson now. Yeah. Hopefully. Don't I mean? Gosh, this seems like something you would catch in like the most rudimentary test. Yeah, it's like what what testing do they have? Do they not run their fans? Like probably not. I guess not all of them at like high speed for like. Yeah, but if there was mm, okay, not not that I have ever worked in manufacturing, but the very little I know about it, you're supposed to like test one of each, like the lot like every so that had those yeah. faulty parts. Like mm-hmm. they probably should have tested one or two fans in that. But it's possible they could have done that and it didn't catch this because if it, that right. didn't happen in the one sporadic. they picked, yeah. yeah. If it's too sporadic, they won't catch it. So, or if they're tested, just somebody taking and going like with their own hand, just like spinning it around and be like, "Yep, seems good." I hope that's not their tests, but I guess we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we do not know. That is for King of Fans to know and us to probably never find out. I'm glad no one was injured. Yeah, seriously, at least. Right. Um, but this is funny. 
it's so to funny. imagine. It's so funny. You're I mean, right. The visual makes me very happy. <laughs> All right, it's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. Well. Ready, set, go! go! Okay, I found this on Engadget, and apparently Amazon has purchased podcast network Wondery, announced today. Yeah, I saw that. I I don't know how I feel about this. I don't like it. <laughs> that make, I, I just feel a, like... Does Amazon need another thing? Don't they have like... No. At least 12 already? Like, stay like away from po- our podcasts. Yeah, stay, <laughs> yeah, stay away from <laughs> I mean, our podcasts. Maybe nothing will change, but... I don't know. Wondery is like a huge network. Oh, they're in, they're enormous. So I'm like, I don't know. Were they looking to be bought out by somebody? Like, I feel I mean, like that. Presumably, that I I don't think you. I know there's like, they're a big corporation, but you can't buy somebody who's not willing to sell. I mean, <laughs> I know, I know. You're. Right. I mean, obviously, but. <laughs> yeah, it's just but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they were bit. like shopping themselves around, or if it was more like Amazon approached them with an offer they couldn't refuse, but. That had to be what it was. Because, yeah, it's really, uh-huh. I don't know. I find it kind of frustrating. Um, and I, well, I don't, like I don't know enough about this stuff to like have a lot of insightful comments on it, but just, I don't know. They're, Amazon already has too much stuff that they control, and I don't like the idea of them also getting into the podcast space. Well, I, to be completely honest, don't like the idea of the huge, huge companies getting into the podcast space, period. Not even just Amazon, but any of them. Right. And it's like... Because I just feel like they're going to change things mm-hmm. in a negative way. Yeah. And like, n- not that that's happened yet. But, right. But but it could. It could. It could absolutely happen. Because and, if huge, huge companies just acquire all of the networks, then they, they're just controlling it. And then it's going to just turn into the same as like the music industry, which I don't think anyone wants. Right. So... <laughs> Right, like the whole. I really hope that doesn't happen. Part of the appeal of podcasts is like the independent nature of them, and right. <laughs> we don't want them to get too corporate, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, and maybe that's <laughs> maybe that sounds cliche or no, something. No, I don't but think so I, at all. I just I don't like the idea. I it it worries me a little bit, honestly. Well, according to this, they said they're not changing anything. They've just acquired. Of course, it, so they're it's not now, changing. That, but that's how everything, but that's how everything starts. starts. Out. It's like, oh, you can anything. keep doing exactly what you're doing. And then like over the years, like, except you need to change this one little thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Yeah, so I, anyway, I, yeah, I, I just, I really like Wondery podcasts. I, I've right. listened to a lot of them. I think they're really, really great. So that's why I was like, whoa, I, I don't know. I was just, Here, I had mixed feelings about I'm trying like, to say something optimistic. Maybe the increased resources will give them more opportunities to do cool things. And maybe it will be a net positive. There's a yeah, there's a definitely a possibility right. for that too. That's true. So they'll they'll have more resources and they can do more of what they've been doing. Right. Yeah. And hopefully they can just continue doing what they've been doing and it's it's only a positive. I don't think it will be. Yeah. But I hope it is. But maybe that's how it'll turn out and um let's hope for that. Yeah. This is from CNN. And the headline's misleading. I don't like the headline very much. It says, 2020 okay. was the year of scary bugs, and 2021 will be even worse. That's not true. <laughs> or at least we don't have evidence to support I, that yet. Yeah, I um, don't think... 2021 could be worse. We don't know that yet, but it's a weird headline. I don't like that. Um, so 2020 had a lot of scary bugs. We know that. 
Um, this list actually kind of just like goes through everything that <laughs> appeared during this year. We had okay. the murder hornets, obviously. Yep. Um, what other scary bugs? But there were also these things called zombie cicadas. Um, this happened in West Virginia where a psychedelic fungus invaded the bodies of cicadas and turned them into unthinking fungal zombies. I think it might, was it cordyceps? The same thing that inspired the last oh, of us. Yeah. Yeah. Basically there is like wow. an act, that actual real life fungus that infects insects and controls their minds essentially hmm. or messes with their minds. It, I, it, I don't know what exactly it does and what the mechanics of it are. Hmm. Uh, can't spread to people though. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> So That's there was good. that. There was these things called spotted lanternflies, um, which, as far as I can tell, just look kind of weird. Okay. Um, brain tapeworms. That doesn't oh. seem good. And there's just one person that this happened to. So, again, this article is very misleading. Um, there's also these weird fuzzy caterpillars um, and these poisonous worms called hammerhead worms, which I think we might have actually talked about. Like maybe really early on in the in the year, hmm. um, but the thing that led them to even re- write this article was something called Brood X, or I don't know if it's Brood Ten, um, but it's this brood of seventeen-year cicadas. Mm-hmm. Have, have you heard of these before? The seventeen-year mm-hmm. locust, or yeah. whatever the actual term is. Um, it's the largest and widest ranging. Of the 15 cicada cycles that invade the United States every so often, um, and areas in the mid-Atlantic will be blanketed in them in the spring uh, when all these cicadas, which have been essentially hibernating for 17 years underground, mm-hmm. will all emerge at the same time, mate, yeah. have lay a bunch of eggs, and then die off. <laughs> like That's their, that's their that life happens. cycle. They spend most of it underground, they emerge, mate, and die. Um <laughs> But they're going to appear, and they'll be really loud, and then, um, and obviously they'll be, if in certain areas they'll be so like prevalent that they'll just be like crunching underfoot. <laughs> like <Ooh. it's, laughs> there's going to be a lot of them. Um, it's actually I don't know if I don't know if you know this, but the the reason that they do this, it's how they avoid predators, is that they just have so many of them that they literally can't eat them all. That's that's like why they do this is they like save it all up, all come out at once, and there's and predators are just overwhelmed. They can't eat all of the cicadas, and that's how they survive. It's just a defense mechanism <laughs> of being too common. Of just being too populous. All right. Um, and the main reason I wanted to read this story is that the at the bottom there's an author's note. They said this same cicada brood took over the Washington D.C. area when I was in high school. In the cafeteria one day, a boy in my class looked me dead in the eye from across the room and opened his mouth to reveal a whole cicada on his tongue. Reader, he ate it. What? Who would do that? (laughs) Some boy in this person's class in high school. Ew. Yeah, they just included that little anecdote at the bottom of the story. (laughs) Well, Um, that's... Fun, yeah, so they're, <laughs> so they're saying 2021 will be even worse, but so far the only but thing that we know is going to happen is there's going to be a lot of cicadas. So, okay, but those happen like all the time, yeah. and it's not a big this deal. This is just the biggest one. 
All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook.com slash News, on Twitter at at News, and on Instagram at News. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Happy New Year.